Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF mentor coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Master Your Coaching Biz, the podcast. And our guest today is Angelo Ponzi with um, Craft is his name. And the website is craftmarketingandbranding.com. Welcome, Angelo. We're excited to have you. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and what you do. Sure. So I'm a fractional chief marketing officer. And so basically, I focus on working with corporations and small companies as their marketing leader. I go in, I help with strategic and positioning and messaging and branding. And a lot of the the kind of the upfront parts, the foundational work before we ever get on to tactics and executional things. I believe that um, you know, the business or the individual really needs to understand their target audience, what makes them tick, the market, the competition, and taking all of that information really and in, in developing that foundational plan as uh, what we like to call building a blueprint. We call ourselves architects. And then ultimately, you know, we get into the tactical side. We call ourselves general contractors and we bring in teams of people to to do that. My background briefly is I spent a lot of time in the advertising agency business. I actually was fortunate to build one and sell one. I've also had a company in the research industry and I've sat in the client chair from VP of or actually director of advertising on up to VP of marketing, chief marketing officer, chief strat, uh, chief strategy officer. So I've kind of sat in a lot of different kind of realms. And then I've I've been on the consulting side. This would be my third time in in kind of taking this role that I have today. Yeah. Awesome. The big background. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it's interesting you you talk about um, kind of tactics. Um, and it's interesting because when we talk about strategy, I think we, at least from my point of view, we mix up strategy and tactics. And, and I'm wondering if you can help clarify that. Like, really, when we talk about the strategy of, of building a business, especially a coaching business and the marketing and the branding that goes with it, how's that different than the tactics? Well, if we if we think about the tactical, so if I, let me go back to my analogy of building a blueprint, right? You wouldn't go out and just grab some wood and a hammer and nails and start building a house, right? You have to have that blueprint. How do you want the rooms to function? How do you? How many stories do you want? So ultimately, you're building that 
kind of strategic approach to building a house. We'll, we'll do that. And so you're mapping it all out. You're understanding, you know, the your requirements, your needs, and those kinds of things. And then ultimately from the tactical side, now you're actually doing the building. So if we think about tactics, a lot of um, people and companies that I talk to, and I say marketing, the first thing they think about is a website or social media, digital marketing, public relations, all that. That's the tactics to me. That's the, how do we get the message out there? How do I talk to you as my target audience versus strategically, how do I know what kind of information you're consuming? How do I know where you're you're gathering your information? That's kind of the strategy part of it is understanding how do I grow? And I, I like to say to my clients, where do you want to be in three years? Now let's deconstruct that. Let's work backwards and figure out strategically how we're going to get there. Because strategy could include acquisition, could be hiring and buying. I, I've worked with companies where you're they're buying portfolios from other people. So I mean, that's a strategy. The tactic is the physical, you know, buying of, right? But yeah. but how do you kind of lay that foundational work before you get to whatever those elements are that you're trying to to utilize? Yeah. Okay. So for I think for coaches, especially newer coaches, you know, we tend to focus in on um like when we talk about branding, we tend to focus in on like our website, what our logo is going to look like, like what our colors are and our fonts. And of course, there's a lot more to the branding, uh, to branding in general. But, um, right. you know, what would you say are the main components when we when we first look at branding ourselves that we really need to look at? Well, and you're right, the the colors and the logo, I mean, that's that's part of kind of the visual execution. But to me, I look at, from a branding standpoint that makes up the brand is positioning, right? Where do I sit in the market? If I'm a coach, who am I, who do I want to work with? Who do I want to compete against? Where's my niche that I want to play in? And then once I understand that, how do I differentiate myself from you as a coach, uh, maybe playing in the same field. And so positioning becomes really important. And then that leads to that point of differentiation that I think is extremely, extremely important. The other part of branding is personality. What kind of personality? And the personality, especially with coaches and small small businesses, tend to take on the personality of the founder. And so is that very conversational? Is it, is it authoritative? Is it you know informational? So that tone becomes the voice in which you're speaking with and you're writing. And that ultimately, that starts to get, of course, reflected in the tactical stuff, right? So if I know how, I, how I'm positioned, if I know my personality, if I know my tone, and I know my position, then I can write to that and I can create that, that story, if you will, that gets moved into the tactical stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, the, your, your name your, is extremely important. Um, you know, Bob's really good uh, coaching is different you know why is that different from angelo's really good coaching right so yeah. looking at that name that's relevant and that's the other side of the coin too is that what's the relevancy of to the to you to the people that you're trying to talk to whether again it's one-on-one -on -one coaching or whether it's you know in a larger organization i mean you have to understand what's relevant to the people that you're talking to if i'm a small business and you're gonna i'm gonna bring on a coach i need to know what my Paint, you need to know what my pain points are. You know, why have I not grown 
how do I get to that next level? What are, what are my barriers? What are my issues? And again, you know, what as a coach, what's your process? How do you do that? What's your cadence? And so again, just kind of working all those things together to help um, define that who you are as a brand, whether it's personal branding, right? Or company branding, it's coaches tend to get more personal branding, which is yeah. again, still branding. Yeah. And so how do they, like, how, how would you suggest that? Um, I know you're, you're big on research. So how would you suggest that they start that? Obviously they have to do some research, but what, you know, what are the kind of best practices um, sure. for them to start to look at that? If I was going to be a coach today and I have done coaching, but if I was going to do it today, the first thing is I would, again, who, who do I, you know, what's my offering? Mm-hmm. Who is the types of clients that I want to serve? Do I want to be, you know, a CEO coach? Do I want to be dealing with, you know, the, the, the senior staff? Do I want business to business? Do I want consumer? Do I want, you know, small organizations? So kind of defining that. And then I would start to research who my competitors are going to be, whether I'm going to compete on a local level or regional level or a national level. And then really, once I have that kind of competitive set, then I would go to everybody's website. And I would look to see what they're offering, how they're talking, you know, how they approach the market. And and I tend to, when I look at competitive analysis, let's say I have five competitors, I'll look for what I call antis. If everybody is saying something very similar, I tend to, before I do any formal research, I tend to say, okay, this is like an anti. You have to have this because obviously it's relevant to the marketplace because everybody's saying it. And then once I have that, then of course, how do I say it differently? But but you're also at the same time looking for gaps and offerings. So if, you know if if everybody's doing you know once a month coaching and you can offer twice a month coaching, then that gives you a point of differentiation. And yeah. so I always start uh, looking at who I'm going to compete with. I think taking a look at their websites is a good first step. And a lot of coaches don't advertise pricing, but it's not really about that pricing, which I think we can get tied up in as well. Right. It's looking at what are they offering and and um, and how are they coming across? Right. You you know, and and, and again, I'm not a I don't go right to tactics, but I do have to say your website is it's your calling card these days. Mm -hmm. Right. There's there's so many statistics and I won't get into them, but guaranteed if someone's thinking about you as a coach, the first thing they're going to do is go to your website. And if your website is you know, not user friendly, not customer centric. I don't care about how many years you've been in business, blah, blah, blah. I want to know what the value is for me. If you're in business for 40 years, I want to know that what that 40 years means to me, not just I've been survived for 40 years. And yeah. I've got clients that have been around for 50, 60 years, and yet there's their revenues are still tiny compared to, you know, companies have been around for five years. So yeah, just making sure that we do the the research and making sure diligence. that we're not, yeah the due diligence and we're not really focused in in on like the money part yet right this is like right. the preliminary well, was, yeah yeah that's where I was going with it sorry so I believe in value right so if your price hourly is two hundred or three hundred or four hundred or five hundred we all get challenged oh my god you're three hundred dollars an hour you're four hundred dollars an hour. And and the statement I give back is it's not the four hundred dollars that you're paying by the you know for that hour it's the thirty plus years that's packed into that hour and so trying to mitigate I always try to mitigate pricing 
Because if people buy on price, they're probably not the person client you want to deal with anyway, right? Because it's always yeah. going to be an issue. But it's about what value are you getting for that? If 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 I give advice and someone feels that they really value this, as a matter of fact, I'm I, I just uh, brought on a coaching client just a couple of days ago, and that's kind of not my main business, but I do do it. And you know, I, I when I told him my rate, he was like. Oh man, that's 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 worth it because <laughs> you know my industry, you know all these things, and and that's a great value for me because I don't have to go educate somebody. Oh. And so I, I think if if we as coaches and 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 you know business people think of the value versus the price, I, I think for me that's the best way to look at it. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> and I think it would also make uh, people more open to advancing in our industry right because coaching there's some some things going on in coaching right now there's some shifts going on and i think that um a lot of it has to do with pricing people are saying you know it's not worth it to pay this much for a coach it's not worth it to pay that much for a coach and and you can get caught up on that as a coach but specifically what you said it's it's what you bring to the table and it's just like anything else if you you know if you're buying from or if you're um hiring somebody to do something for you like fix your house or you know, the plumber or the whatever, right? You're paying for their experience. And I think we have to start thinking of ourselves like that as well. Well, yeah. And it's also the credibility that you bring to it, right? If I said, hey, I, I'm going to be a coach today. And oh, by the way, I'm I'm a plumber. And now I'm going to be a business coach. Um, you know, I'm going to go, well, so why? How does that relate? Well, maybe the plumber built, you know, a pretty significant piece of business. So he's got business experience. I mean, I, I've been fortunate to to start a couple companies and sell them and and so even though i don't come at it as hey i i can help you grow your business because i've done this i do use some of that of course but 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 as a coach i've been there you know starting one day and you know literally it's a long story but a very clean slate one day it was like okay i could go get a job or i could you know take my money and go buy a computer and you know start a business and you know, how that grew and, and how I matured and how I changed my kind of positioning and messaging, even even craft, which is actually a rebrand of my of my previous company about a year ago or a, year, a little over a year ago. Now, I had to I sitting in a room with a bunch of marketers and, and other people. But by the time it got to me, I heard people use the word marketing and branding and digital marketing and social media and website. So by the time it got to me, it's like, okay, what do I say that's going to make me different from everybody else? And the strategy I use is I actually went out and had coffee with every one of them. So I approached it with, I think we're different. I think we could work together. I think there's something there. And and I use that as my initial research to understand, are we competitive or is there some areas, some gray areas that we overlap? And I found almost in every situation because of my research background, that none of them really did research. And so I created an opportunity to be able to work with every single one of them. Yeah. And, and so again, that was just doing that due diligence and laying the foundation as opposed to just running out and and trying to compete without really understanding the the phrasing and, and how I differentiate myself. And I yeah. and I have defined a clear niche um utilizing the you know my research background. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, and I will say that just on the niche part is that one of the biggest hangups that some, especially new coaches come in and have is like, if I, if my focus is too broad that or too narrow, then I'm not going to, you know, make enough money. And if it's too broad, I'm not going to 
be heard. And I think the too broad one is the one that's right, right? Like if we're too broad, we're not going to reach those people that we want to hear. Our branding is going to play, I think, a big piece into that because our messaging is built from our branding. So, um, yeah, what would you say to somebody that that kind of says, you know, if, if I'm too niche down, um, you know, I'm not going to make any money. It's too narrow. Well, again, I, I would look at it even just from a from a a business standpoint is, you know, what what your again, where, what's your geography? What's the total total opportunities there, right? It's the total addressable market. And then who else plays? I mean, I'm doing my marketing stuff, right? So mm-hmm. what's the potential? Who else is playing in there? You know, who else is coaching in the same niche that I want to coach in? And then how do I understand what my potential is? And if you keep narrowing it down, I'm going to, I'm only going to coach advertising agencies that are, you know, 10 million or less and have only been in business for three years and have staff of five or less people, then you've just, you know, you've just done this. And therefore it's going to be much harder to address versus saying, okay, I'm, I, I'm going to take that qualifier off, that qualifier off, that qualifier. And then you're expanding your market. And then let that market help define who you are by through your marketing and your promotions and things like that. And you find you're attracting a certain type of business, then you could start to pivot as opposed to doing it up front. Let the market start to help define you. So just kind of getting a feel for what that niche is. And if it feels too narrow, then you can start taking away some of those pieces that and and see how that works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you go out and buy a list, for example, every time you add a new criteria on the list, the list keeps getting smaller. Right. So it's kind of the flip. If I've narrowed my list down to how there's 10 prospects in Southern California that I can target. Well, you know, I want to I'm not going to get all 10. So now I need to figure out how do I get, you know, a a potential market of 20 or 30 or 40. Maybe it's strictly expanding geography or it's expanding the types of services, those kinds of things. And once they do have like their branding, they have their niche, you know, a small business or or entrepreneur. What, um, you know, what's the next step as far as as far as messaging goes? Like, you you know, you now have your branding, which should include like your personality or you're com- looking at your competitors, what makes you different. So having that differentiator, but what is the, what is the next step to messaging? Well, it's consistency. And whether if I go on your website, if I look at your social posts, I get an email from you, there better be consistency in everything that you're saying. And so I like to look at a kind of an overarching message. And then I look at sub messages. So if my overarching message is, you know, about, about us, um, you know, using our strategic approach to defining a brand and positioning and marketing. But now I just want to talk about research. I have a sub message that only talks about research, but it brings in all the cues that I've laid as my foundation. Mm-hmm. So no matter who reads or sees what I'm doing, they know it's from me. They They can understand I'm not. I'm not schizophrenic, schizophrenic, <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not saying one thing on my website and then turn around and saying something completely different. And then, and then it's that elusive elevator pitch. You've got 30 seconds to say something that's meaningful, that shows value. And that's part of your branding too. I, I like to say, if you have a 30 second elevator ride and there's a prospect in the elevator with you, how do you get them interested in 30 seconds without rambling or, you know, pounding your chest about all the great things you did. How do you convert that value to the sake? I want to know more. Tell me more. 
And so all that becomes part of that messaging. And, and again, brand consistency and message consistency is essential. Uh, we're actually coming down to, to our time. That was um, okay. pretty impactful, uh, I think, and informational for you guys. I hope you picked up a lot on some of the things that uh, Angelo shared with us. And thank you so much for joining us, Angelo. And your your website, again, um, is crackedmarketingandbranding.com, right? And yep. Also, you can find Angelo on Facebook and LinkedIn. And just to kind of, um, you know, sum up, what would be a, a good tip that you would um, give to a new coach once they have their, you know, their kind of their branding, their niche, and they're looking at that messaging? What would be a first step for them? Get out and network. Find an organization or organizations. So multiple organizations that you want to get out to and find out if it's either their prospects or their referral partners. Um, you know, I belong to several organizations where most of them are just really referral partners for me. They're not necessarily clients. And so I invest there. I, I, I've come to the conclusion I, I don't go to marketing association meetings anymore because it's basically hundreds of me. And so I don't <laughs> want to be talking to them. I want to look for someone that might hire me. And so really... If you're niching in B2B and manufacturing, well, depending on where you are in the country, there's there are associations, there are groups that focus on that. Go to those, get a chance to meet people, do public speaking if you can. There's nothing better than than showing up to write an ebook. There, I'm actually updating a couple of ebooks on my website. One's on building a competitive analysis, the one's another one on storytelling. And they'll be up on my site soon. They're probably there, but I'm updating them, refreshing them. And a lot of blogs on my site too um, that are geared to a wide variety of topics. So you want to be a thought leader. You want to contribute out to the marketplace and you know get your name known and and define who you are and what and what you do. Yeah, awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, so thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Angelo, for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.